This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. A former home run derby champion, a guy who's looking to get the title back. So obviously, I'm into it. I'll be all into looking for it. Okay, definitely. But I got to say that I'm, and maybe you can help me out at 1-800-919-3776. I'm a little torn about my Met team. All right, I'm a little torn. So I went away. I'm on vacation celebrating my birthday, and the Mets win six in a row. And if you remember, before I went away, I said, all I'm looking for from this team, because they were so bad in the month of June, right? I said, all I'm looking for from my team is this, very simply. I'm not talking about playoffs. I'm clearly not talking about World Series after the way they were playing. Remember, they were 10 games under 500. So I'm not talking about World Series. I'm not talking about playoffs. All I wanted to see them do was play crisp baseball. No errors, no dumb mistakes in the field by running in, running the bases and making mistakes there. Decent hitting and good pitching. That's all I wanted from my team. That's all I was looking for, for this team to try to give me some hope. And then once we got to the All-Star game, A, and the trade deadline, B, we would sit down and evaluate where exactly this team is. And so they run off six straight. And I'm really encouraged, like six in a row. This is the Met team that I know I was expecting. No, not expecting them to win every single game, but at least playing better, decent hitting. Now, listen, I'm a baseball guy. I followed baseball, covered baseball, so I know that you don't, unless you're either Tampa or Atlanta, you don't win every day. There's days that you just don't win. There's days you don't play well. It happens. But this team, this Met team was too talented. This Met team had too much, had great pitching. This Met team, on paper, was too talented to play the way they had been playing. And so I'm just thinking, hey, guess what? You know what? We're good. If I can just get this team rolling a little bit, then maybe I can evaluate where the team is. All right, so what did, what did they do? They go out, they win six straight. Take a couple of series. And now you're saying, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe they found something. Maybe they're on a, a streak that will put them in the right spot. Maybe they're in a role. Maybe they're on a role where everything is coming together. That as bad as they were in June, it's a different month. Maybe things just fall into place. So I'm expecting a better showing, right? So they win six straight, and I'm feeling good. Hey. Then they lose on Saturday. Now, listen, everybody runs into a hot pitcher every once in a while. It's an up-and-down offense. I get it. I mean, Lindor had eight hits in two games. So it, It happens. You run into a hot pitcher. But they still have an opportunity to take the series yesterday. And Max Scherzer's on the mound. 
And this is a Max Scherzer who was better his last couple of outings, right? This is a Max Scherzer who had talked previously about the slider, not work, not getting the movement and not understanding where it's going and the grip and all this other stuff. But over the past couple of outings, it looked as though he found himself. It looked as though Scherzer figured out what was going on with the slider and he was not only pitching better, but giving you length. Which, as you know, if you follow the Mets, has been the number one issue with them. Has been their starters not being able to give them length. Which means a weak bullpen is pressured and has to pitch more than you really want them to. You really don't want them to pitch that much. You really, you really just want to focus in, if you could, in the perfect world, just give me Adovito and Robertson. I'm good. Occasional Drew Smith. Maybe, but no more than that. That's all I. That's all I can hope for consistently from my bullpen. And even when Adavino comes in, I'm crossing my eyes and toes and, and and fingers. But if I can get Robertson in there, I know I've got a good shot. So, but I got Scherzer on the mound, so I'm figuring, okay, I've got Scherzer. This is going to be. This is perfect. What a way to go into the All Star break with Scherzer pitching. A decent game against a San Diego team that has been, you know, not what you thought. I mean, you talk about a talented team that's underachieved. This is a San Diego team, you know, that, that many people expected to be much better. This is a San Diego team that that when they put this, when Juan Soto joined the team, you were expected that they were going to be, you know, coming out of the West. And going into yesterday's game, I mean, they're five games under 500. So you figure, hey, Scherzer comes in there, we're in good shape. We got a shot. Even if I don't get a lot of offense, the way Scherzer's been pitching, I got a shot. And what does he do? Before you could sit down and say, ah, nice Sunday afternoon to watch a little baseball, they're down 3 nothing. Machado with Homer not once but twice in the game. So now the Mets who won six straight now go in to the All-Star break having lost two consecutive games. And here's the crazy thing, right? It's not it's not only that they lost. It's they lost with their ace on the mound again. What has been the major thing that I've talked about with you about Garrett Cole, Yankee fans, right? The main thing has been after a Met loss, after a Yankee loss, Garrett Cole is 8-0. That's what a stopper does. A stopper stops a losing streak. That's what he does. That's what he's supposed to do. And the Mets have two of them. Okay, they got two. And the inconsistency there has been just maddening. If it's Carrasco, okay. If it's Senga, you know, not okay, but okay, I understand. I don't expect the same from them. But this is my ace. When my ace is on the mound, I expect him in this case, especially the way he's been pitching of late, to shut the door here. We get a chance to win. We get a chance to take seven of eight going into the All-Star break. We're good. Now you're, you're looking at this. You're saying, hey, we can move on. We can do some things. Listen, does it, is it the end of the world? No. Does it mean they're not going to come out of the All-Star break and put another streak together? Absolutely not. But the optics going into the break would have been a heck of a lot better 
if Scherzer was able to deliver yesterday. 1-800-919-3776. We'll come back. We'll take your phone calls in a minute. It's Hardesty for Grasso on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Harrison Bader has given you something when he's healthy. He's definitely a spark in the lineup. There's no question about that. IKF has had some big hits. But, I mean, come on, Yankee fans. Let's be honest. Who's your everyday left fielder? Who's your everyday third baseman? I mean, this is, is it a serviceable Yankee lineup? Eh, yeah, we're judging it. It's serviceable. But this is not, I mean, when you think Yankee lineups, Okay, you go back to A-Rod, Jeter, Sheffield, and you know, the lengthy Posada, the lengthy lineups of the late 90s and early 2000s where they were, you know, either winning their division or game and a half or a half game behind. You don't you don't look at lineups that have you a game out of the third wild card or, or a third of, of a wild card spot. No, that, that's not what that's not what this Yankee team is. That's not what it's been. So when you look at, at the talent in this lineup, it's not great. It's very simple. There's no margin for error in this lineup. None. And so, yeah, the hitting coach, okay. Does that mean something? Uh, we'll wait and see, but it what does that say? Does it say to the does it say in the clubhouse, oh, they fired the hitting coach. We're in trouble now. No. There'll be some guys who are like, well, you know, that's, man, that's messed up. It's our fault. We, we didn't produce and somebody lost his job. There'll be a couple of guys who will feel that way. Guy, now, there's guys who are hitting well. Are they going to change what they've been doing because of you got a new hitting coach there? I don't know. I think the 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 big news about it is Cashman never fires coaches in season, ever. That's uh that's uh you know going back to the to the to the late great George Steinbrenner. That's a move where I mean he would have been gone. <laughs> George had been he long long gone. First of all, he would have never been hired. Secondly, he would be he would have been long gone. Okay, because that's the reactionary tenor of his of his reign as the owner of the Yankees. He wanted to make sure that everybody understood that you were accountable to him. Sometimes reasonably, sometimes unreasonably. Sometimes they it worked for them and, and they were able to improve and sometimes they didn't. But to be fair, if you think that that's the major reason why this Yankee team has not hit consistently. It's not it. It's the lack of talent in the lineup, right? And it's guys who are not having years that you thought they they were having. And unfortunately, these guys are getting older. And so as you look at the back of their baseball card, or you go and, and you look on ESPN.com and, and go over their history and their career BA and bad, uh, on base percentage and slugging and stuff of that nature. You have to understand 
as players get older, those things tend to drop in a non-steroid era. All right? So you have to reevaluate what the back of that baseball card looks like. For guys like Stanton, who are getting older, who have had injury issues. For guys like Josh Donaldson, who are older, who have had injury issues. You can't look at them the same way and say, well, you know, this is what we expect. Guys like DJ LeMahieu, who's hitting like a shell of his former self. A shell. This is not the guy who hit a couple of years ago. It's this guy batting title. He was right there. Batting title. I mean, he looks nothing like that right now. Nothing. That's the concern. So, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, if you're a Yankee fan, that will be the spark that your hitters need. More of your calls are next. It's Larry Hardstein for Dan Grasso on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Lonzo's in it. A former home run derby champion. A guy who's looking to get the title back. So obviously, I'm into it. I'll be all into looking for it. Okay? Definitely. But I got to say that I'm, and maybe you can help me out at 1-800-919-3776. I'm a little torn about my Met team. All right? I'm a little torn. So I went away. I'm on vacation celebrating my birthday, and the Mets win six in a row. And if you remember, before I went away, I said, all I'm looking for from this team, because they were so bad in the month of June, right? I said, all I'm looking for from my team is this, very simply. I'm not talking about playoffs. I'm clearly not talking about World Series after the way they were playing. Remember, they were 10 games under 500. So I'm not talking about World Series. I'm not talking about playoffs. All I wanted to see them do was play crisp baseball. No errors, no dumb mistakes in the field by running in, running the bases and making mistakes there. Decent hitting and good pitching. That's all I wanted from my team. That's all I was looking for, for this team to try to give me some hope. And then once we got to the All-Star game, A, and the trade deadline, B, we would sit down and evaluate where exactly this team is. And so they run off six straight. And I'm really encouraged, like six in a row. This is the Met team that I know I was expecting. No, not expecting them to win every single game, but at least playing better, decent hitting. Now, listen, I'm a baseball guy. I followed baseball, covered baseball, so I know that you don't, unless you're either Tampa or Atlanta, you don't win every day. There's days that you just don't win. There's days you don't play well. It happens. But this team, this Met team was too talented. This Met team had too much, had great pitching. This Met team on paper was too talented to play the way they had been playing. And so I'm just thinking, hey, guess what? You know what? We're good. If I can just get this team rolling a little bit, then maybe I can evaluate where the team is. All right, so what did, what did they do? They go out, they win six straight. Take a couple of series. And now you're saying, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe they found something. 
maybe they're on a, a streak that will put them in the right spot. Maybe they're in a role, maybe they're on a role where everything is coming together. That as bad as they were in June, it's a different month. Maybe things just fall into place. So I'm expecting a better showing, right? So they win six straight, and I'm feeling good. Dang. Then they lose on Saturday. Now, listen, everybody runs into a hot pitcher every once in a while. It's an up-and-down offense. I get it. I mean, Lindor had eight hits in two games. So it, it happens. You run into a hot pitcher. But they still have an opportunity to take the series yesterday. And Max Scherzer's on the mound. And this is a Max Scherzer who was better his last couple of outings, right? This is a Max Scherzer who had talked previously about the slider, not work, not getting the movement, and not understanding where it's going, and the grip, and all this other stuff. But over the past couple of outings, it looked as though he found himself. It looked as though Scherzer figured out what was going on with the slider, and he was not only pitching better, but giving you length. Which, as you know, if you follow the Mets, has been the number one issue with them. Has been their starters not being able to give them length. Which means a weak bullpen is pressured and has to pitch more than you really want them to. You really don't want them to pitch that much. You really, you really just want to focus in, if you could, in the perfect world, just give me Adovito and Robertson. I'm good. Occasional Drew Smith, maybe. But no more than that. That's all I that's all I can hope for consistently from my bullpen. And even when Adavito comes in, I'm crossing my eyes and toes and, and, and fingers. But if I can get Robertson in there, I know I've got a good shot. So, but I got Scherzer on the mound. So I'm figuring, okay, I've got Scherzer. This is gonna be this is perfect. What a way to go into the all-star break with Scherzer pitching. A decent game against a San Diego team that has been, you know, not what you thought. I mean, you talk about a talented team that's underachieved. This is a San Diego team, you know, that, that many people expected to be much better. This is a San Diego team that that when they put this, when Juan Soto joined the team, you were expected that they were going to be, you know, coming out of the West. And going into yesterday's game, I mean, they're five games under 500. So you figure, hey, Scherzer comes in there, we're in good shape. We got a shot. Even if I don't get a lot of offense, the way Scherzer's been pitching, I got a shot. And what does he do? Before you could sit down and say, ah, nice Sunday afternoon to watch a little baseball, they're down 3 nothing. Machado with Homer not once but twice in the game. So now the Mets who won six straight now go in to the All-Star break having lost two consecutive games. And here's the crazy thing, right? It's not it's not only that they lost. It's they lost with their ace on the mound again. What has been the major thing that I've talked about with you about Garrett Cole, Yankee fans, right? The main thing has been 
after a Met loss, after a Yankee loss, Garrett Cole is 8-0. That's what a stopper does. A stopper stops a losing streak. That's what he does. That's what he's supposed to do. And the Mets have two of them. Okay, they got two. And the inconsistency there has been just maddening. If it's Carrasco, okay. If it's Senga, you know, not okay, but okay, I understand. I don't expect the same from them. But this is my ace. When my ace is on the mound, I expect him in this case, especially the way he's been pitching of late, to shut the door here. We get a chance to win. We get a chance to take seven of eight going into the All-Star break. We're good. Now you're you're looking at this. You're saying, hey, we can move on. We can do some things. Listen, does it is it the end of the world? No. Does it mean they're not going to come out of the All-Star break and put another streak together? Absolutely not. But the optics going into the break, would have been a heck of a lot better if Scherzer was able to deliver yesterday. 1-800-919-3776. We'll come back. We'll take your phone calls in a minute. It's Hardy Steve for Grasso on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right. So, for me, you can't get – you. They're making too much money. I mean, both of them are making over forty million a year. There's not going to be a lot of teams that's going to be able to take that that contract. So it means that you will hopefully they can be not as great as they were, as much as you would like for that to be, but they can be better. They can be more consistent, and that will be good enough. Instead of them giving up no runs or one run a game. You know, a solid start from them is probably going to be three runs, six innings. And you got to turn it over to your bullpen as they get older. If they can do that, then it means that you have to fortify your offense. Get some more bats in your lineup. So that you'll be able to, you know, out, out hit their out hit their mistakes. Because the situation even yesterday. I mean, the Mets didn't score. Mets hardly scored any runs. So even though Scherzer was not great, and you needed him to be, you know, the ace that he's been in the past, maybe we have to sit down and reevaluate what we expect from both he and Verlander. And maybe what we expect of them are a solid outing, which is three run. They give up three runs, three runs, six innings, and that's what you can expect. And every once in a while, they'll they'll give you maybe something of uh, a flash a flashback of what they used to be when they were great, or they may go through it, or they may run into a team that's struggling in back to back starts and they dominate. But it's unrealistic to expect them to pitch the way they pitched the past five or six years consistently as they get older. It's unrealistic. I mean, as far as the Mets were concerned, listen, they were all in this year. They know how old these guys are. They know. The situation with them, from their standpoint, listen, let's 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 win it this year, and then we'll worry about what happens going forward. Then we'll build up our minor league system, and we got some young pitchers coming in. We got Senga; he'll take over. You know, we, Quintana, we've added him. Hopefully, we'll see him soon after the All Star break, and we'll go forward with younger pitching. And these guys will just be a bridge to us having younger pitchers, and then we'll move on. So 
that for me, Jay Blaze, that's how I answer it. And hopefully guys like Alvarez, who have been a very pleasant surprise after some struggles early, has done a nice job. He talk, Everybody was concerned about his defense. His defense has not been bad. It's not been terrible. It's got low power. You see that? You know, Beatty's been decent. Had a little cold streak, but for the most part, he's been very good at third. Vientos, got some other guys in the minors. Let's get them up here. Let's see what they can do. So I think that's the way you have to go. Got to go offense and hold on to the uh, and hold on to those guys until you know you, you're able to move move on. And somebody else says, you know what, we, we're we're real close. We'll take we'll take a shot. We'll take a shot. So that's what that's what I'm thinking. You know, it's funny. We put out a Twitter poll. We being 98.7 ESPN. And we asked you, in honor of the Home Run Derby, we asked, they, we wanted to get your thoughts. We were asked, the hosts, all in their prime, choose four hitters to create your perfect Home Run Derby. Now, it, this was, can I be honest? This was really tough for me. This was really, really tough. And the reason it was tough is because I kind of, I eliminated people who, uh, I eliminated Sosa McGuire because of obvious situations, right? But there were so many other people I thought of. And my choices were obviously Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, who's these two are the, those are two last two, quote, official, unquote, home run kings. And, you know, Willie Mays and obviously Reggie, Reginald Martinez Jackson, who hit a ball off the roof in an all-star game. So those were the folks that, but I mean, I thought about Ken Griffey Jr. I was tempted. Um, I thought about going back in the day a little bit, Willie McCovey, some other guys, you know, I thought about, I thought about Johnny Bench. I mean, there was, I thought about Gary Carter in the home run derby. Uh, Piazza, I thought about. There, there was just so many. There's just so many ideas, so many people. That it was, it was really hard. It was really, really hard to try to figure out. And obviously, I thought about Barry Bonds. I did. I mean, I know he. See, the interesting thing about this for me is, and you when you watch the home run derby, you notice that as you go deeper into the matchups, right? It takes a toll. It takes a toll on guys physically. It takes a toll on how they're able to, you know, consistently hit home runs. Are they able to consistently give you that power? And so, you know, you're trying to figure out, can, can guys continue to do that? So it was, it was real, it was really, really, a challenge. All right, for me to try to come up with some folks that I thought in their prime, in their prime, would be able to just, you know, knock it out of the park. Now, for me, I took it as when I say all time, that's when I went back into all time. Even Mickey Mantle. I mean, how, you know, it, 
obviously. I mean, this guy was hitting tape measure home runs when people were trying to figure out what's going on. I had some, somebody tweeted out of uh, the old 50s series. There was an old series uh, called uh, the Home Run Derby. I think it was called Home Run Derby. And they would, have, they would invite players to have their own personal Home Run Derby. And they would have guys going against each other to see who would, who would win. And there was a show in the late 50s. And they, there was an announcer there. They would show up to a ballpark, a very, every, various ballparks around Major League Baseball. And they would have a pitcher, and they would just hit him. I'm, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. And it was, and somebody said, you know, you could see from – and they were at some Major League parks, some Minor League parks. They were all over. And I remember, you know, seeing them when they used to – when I saw them, they used to run. You know when they ran? They aired them. They aired them doing like Met rain delays. <laughs> Sometimes there's a Met rain delay. Okay, in 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 the in the mid seventies, you would see, they would flash this home, they'd put this home run derby show. It'd be on, OR channel nine, and it'd be the home run derby. I'm like, what was this? <laughs> they actually had a show that just did nothing but home runs, and they had like major the great ball players of that era. 50s and 60s, you would see them. They would be, you know, they would be out there. And so I was reminded of that as one of the folks on Twitter checked out what, uh, you know, what they thought who was going to be a great person that we didn't mention for the Home Run Derby. But I got to tell you, it was it was tough. There was a bunch of people that I thought about that I just, you know, couldn't, couldn't uh, could, really wanted to put them in but was really struggling. <laughs> really struggling about whether I should put them in or whether I should not put them in. So uh, once again, for me, I'm saying it's going to be Pete Alonso against Vlad Guerrero. That's going to be the final. And for me, I'm going with my man, Pete Alonso, to win his third home run derby. That would be tremendous. Looking forward to it. Well, you can hear it right here. It's next. That wraps up this edition of the Dan Grosser Show. Larry Harsty in for Dan. Chantel Rankin, great job as always. Up next is coverage of the Home Run Derby right here on 98.7 ESPN.